0: And with that, I invite you to stand as you are able. And we stand to honor God. That's why we invite you to stand as we hear from his word. And if you've been connected with Living Waters, you know we preach in sermon series. And over the last couple weeks, we have been um, starting a new one. And it's in the book of James called Faith Works. Now, James was the brother of Jesus. And he was so transformed after he saw his brother die and come back on that third day. And so he gives us some practical advice. And right now he's talking about a huge word, um, one that I think you may face or have faced or you will face. It starts with a T and ends with an emptation. Yeah, temptation. It's, it's a big one. Let's hear what he has to say about it today. He says, Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one when tempted should say, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it, Then when that desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And that sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I have been blessed. We are sending kids out um, on mission trips, various ones, and one of the one of the ones that we're sending kids on, actually in a few weeks, is a country I've been and I was shaped by. It's Guatemala. Now. I was blessed at the beginning of my seminary experience to go with some other seminarians. And actually, one of my classmates happens to be here. Brett, you rock. Your beard is better than mine, so you're awesome. But I went with some students, and it was so amazing because Guatemala, you know the countryside is exactly like uh, North Dakota. Flat. Okay, it's not at all. It's got mountains and dormant volcanoes, and it's lush, and it's incredibly beautiful. And what's even more amazing is the people there. The people are even more beautiful. They don't have very much. In fact, we would come and visit people's homes during those couple weeks there, and literally you'd have a family of seven or more in a room. It was this, with no running water. And they were so grateful, and they were so proud and thankful to invite us into their homes, to host us. And again and again, we would hear from them with smiles on their faces, Gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. It was life-changing. Mission trips do that. It's a chance to serve others, but God shapes us in that. So during that time, you know, they, we, we went to this little village. And it's not really little, it's small, but there are many people, 17,000 on a lake, Lake Atitlan. And the people there, there's, there's something more than just 17,000 people there. There's something more than faith, something more than smiles. There are cats and dogs everywhere. And a lot of them are mangy and gross, <laughs> and you're like, ugh. Um, and you could actually hear when someone was moving around in the village at night. You'd hear them walking because guess what? Everyone's, everyone's home. Everyone's asleep. But you could hear in the middle of the night when someone was walking because of the dogs and the cats. You're like, oh, they're going down the street just a little ways. Oh, the dogs are barking and oh, there's a cat meowing. That's how you would know people are coming. But they said something big. They said, don't touch them. You know, they're They sometimes have some diseases and things, but more often than not, they're kind of wild. So just watch yourselves. And so we would, you know, we'd kind of stay away from them. And then one time we were hanging out and we were listening to someone and they were talking about life and um, life in Guatemala. And I was in the back, there were probably about 20 of us listening to this. And as we were sitting there, this cute, cute little kitten just comes up he starts purring, and he's right next to me, and I kid you not, I look down, and he looked just like this. I know, right? (laughs) Big eyes, I'm like, oh, and uh, my buddy's like, don't do it, (laughs) don't do it, but there she was, so I'm like, just a little pet, you know, so I just, I just pet her, and she just, she was purring away and just rubbing up against my leg. And, and I'm like, okay. Now all at once, boom, she, she hops right up into my lap. And she's just purring away. So I'm just petting her, and no, one, no one's really noticing. And then uh, something changed. I, I don't know what it was. But all at once, I kid you not, she made a little, like, noise. And she looked like this. <laughs> And all at once, she bounded up onto my head, and I had hair at the time. She's, uh, she's, like, clawing and screeching, and I had no idea what to do, and everyone's looking now in this lecture, and I'm freaking out because now she's starting to claw me on the sides, and I didn't know what to do, and so I just chucked her. <laughs> and, and this thing had been so cute just moments ago. All at once, goes <laughs> cross, and I kid you not, the person giving the lecture um, just stopped, stopped right in the middle of it, saw the cat go by, and looked at me and said, "I told you, don't pet the animals." <laughs> now, <laughs> that had some consequences. Not only because I got the look, (laughs) but I actually had claw marks, and they were kind of infected for the rest of the time there, just a little bit, and that's okay, but there were consequences. It started off small. It started off like not not anything, right? I was just petting a, a cat. Well... James is talking about situations that start to seem small. That's what temptation is, right? They're the big ones, the ones that you should avoid, right? But then there are the other ones, the ones that they just seem subtle. Something's cute. It, it, it seems like it, it's okay until it's not, and then it's in your lap. And now what do you do? Well, James is talking about this. He says, actually, in this, when temptation happens, he said, it's going to start, well, it's going to start like the cute little kitty. Um, it's going to start, but have you noticed this? Have you seen in like shows and movies, there's always an angel and a devil on the person's shoulder, right? And they're being tempted by the devil. Oh man, the evil version of themselves is telling them. James is telling us when something small or big, when temptation comes, he says it's awfully easy. People must have been saying, the people he's talking with, it's awfully easy to blame others. And from the very beginning, you know, um, God has Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They're in paradise, right? And temptation comes. The serpent comes and tells them, Hey, you know that God has said you can eat of anything. And they said, But one, that fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Some think it was an apple. Um, but I'm like, An apple, really? Okay, I've been to a lot of all you can eat buffets. And I'm here to tell you, I have never, ever, not once. I've never gone by the fruit platter and been like, oh, man, is that tempting. Oh, man, I should just load up on the apples. But for Adam and Eve, this is big. But they were told, don't do it. And for me, it would be like the bacon (laughs) or the uh, cheesecake. If there's cheesecake, I'm going to eat every single ounce of that, right, babe? Yeah. What is it for you? What's your temptation today? Because the title of my sermon is When Temptation Comes Notice I didn't say if Maybe you'll avoid it No, when it comes because from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, they faced temptation, and they succumbed to it. It started small, just one bite of an apple, one bite of this fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you'll notice that temptation was, it's the serpent saying, hey, you're not going to die. No, no, no. God said you're going to die? No, no, no. You will know the difference between good and evil. You'll be like God. And I want to pause there and say that means one way to be like God is to know the difference. To know the difference between what is right or wrong and good and evil. And sometimes it feels like we have a good cop and a bad cop, an angel and a demon on us. And we can, it can be awfully easy to blame them, to blame others. Do you notice, if you know the story, and if you don't, that's okay. When Adam is confronted by God after they've eaten, what does Adam say? She made me do it! (laughs) He automatically blames Eve, and Eve then blames the serpent and says it was the serpent who did it. And... It's so easy to blame others when temptation comes and when the consequences happen, when a thing is right in our lap or right in our grill, when the consequences you can't cover. But this is what he says. I want you to see this. This is really important. But one is tempted, he says, not by the angel or the devil on your shoulder. No, one is tempted by one's own desire. So uh, Kayla and I, there's lots of times that we're like, you know, something happens. It feels like an obstacle. It's something against God or something we think is not good for us. Um, We say this a lot. Not today, Satan. I wonder if James is saying, look in the mirror. Because when temptation happens, it's not Satan. It's not the little devil on you. No, it's your own desire. And maybe it seems small whatever that temptation is. But it's going to grow, he says. It's like the cat, right? It started off just down here, seemed innocent, but then it was up, up right there, and I, I couldn't get away from it. And I didn't care. <laughs> it was right there. It grew. And then all at once, it's on my head. And he says the same thing with... with with our desires it starts as desire but then it's in your lap now it's sin now it's personal now you you don't know what to do with it and you're like okay do I keep this up do I no and then he says all at once it's a consequence all at once it's huge and it was desire that it's sin now he says the consequence is death itself and it reminds me from the very beginning what people have faced adam and eve are kicked out of the garden and their consequence well it was to be like god by eating the fruit But ultimately led to their death temptation has a way of growing on us and i don't know what you're facing but i know it's there and so what do we do what do we do about this well i have some practical advice from james he says don't enter into it you know what he's saying He's saying, just chuck it off like I did for that animal. Just chuck it off. And how can we do that, though? Well, I want you to know, first of all, we need help. And thankfully, Jesus... He said when he had to leave, when he had to face the cross, he said, I'm going to send an advocate for you. And God is not going to tempt you, James says. And Jesus echoed that. So I want to show you actual footage. This is me facing some kind of temptation, and maybe you too. I want you to see this footage of what God is actually doing during that time. Let's look at this. Okay, this is an actual footage, but God is the mouse... Not Gus-Gus, he's Jacques. Look at God's trying to block, trying to... Oh, now he's going to pull. Yep, the Holy Spirit's working now. He's still, our desire's still there. Oh, man. And God just pulls. That's what God is doing. When temptation comes, and it will come, God wants you to just chuck it off and He's not trying to tempt you. No, He's trying to lead you through it and away from it. So today, I don't know what it is that you face, but God's right there. He's not far away. He's going to lead you through it. What do we pray together during the Lord's Prayer? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Sometimes that evil even comes from our own desires, starting small. So now what do we do? We've checked it off. Well, it's amazing. Today, today now, we can help others by leading them away from temptation, leading them away from something that's blocking them from God's path. So you and I have that gift because of that Holy Spirit to love others to forgive others, and to show them that they are never, ever alone, and God's not waiting to trap them. God's not waiting to lead them down a path, and then they'll earn the love. No, through us, through our actions, people may also experience God's love. So let's do that today. It may start small. Today, maybe there's someone in your life that really they need just some hope. They need a text. They need a phone call. Maybe they have such health things that their yard is just in shambles. And you have the ability to to help them. Maybe it's going on the way out, you're like, man, Dan kept going on and on, I'm so tired, so you're going to stop at Starbucks. And on the way through Starbucks or Caribou, you're going to pay for the person behind you, and you're going to start some joy and some kindness. It starts small. But we can start to grow God's path and God's kindness and God's love in a new way. Let's do that together for God. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the way you are always trying to lead us to forgiveness and love and life. So, God, as we come to temptation, it may start small, it may seem like it's innocent, but as you shed that beautiful light, you, you, you're helping us realize that it does grow into something harder and darker and ultimately even, the consequences could be death. God, lead us away from temptation. Lead us to the path you hope for us. Help us to bring others along. We love you. And all God's people said, Amen.